chats from the blog cabin. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one one podcast. y'all it's melissa today is a solo episode not because i don't have episodes in in the box because i do or in the vault i should say but because this was just something on my heart and it's really we're going into the new year and we're pretty soon we're going to be reflecting on what we've done in the past year and what we can do to improve the next year and i thought what better way to talk about the reason why chats from the block cabin was um created and my why behind it all and why you hear so many different stories that you may not necessarily agree on, but you glean something from each conversation that we have. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, it's a solo episode. I'm actually going to come to you with two episodes this week because I feel like this is just an extra added episode for those that listen to um, the podcast. Um, I will be putting a short up on YouTube and Insta and um, Facebook or any and TikTok if you're follow me on any of those platforms. But every once in a while I like to have a little extra content that's just for either the podcast or for the YouTube channel and our Facebook. And this is one of the extra for those that are listening on the podcast. And I appreciate you guys so much and hope you go into the new year happy, happy, healthy, and heard. So with that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. Are you ready for an exciting venture in the world of do-it-yourself project? Join me on market.live and get ready to be inspired by the DIY show hosted by yours truly, Melissa from Chats the Block Cabin. This is your chance to unlock your creativity and bring your imagination to life. Imagine the satisfaction of transforming ordinary objects into something extraordinary. Get ready to learn new skills and discover how easy it can be to create something unique that reflects your own personal style. The DIY show is here to guide you with every step of the way, providing you with tips, tricks, and ideas that will make your projects a success. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Grab your friends, family, or even your furry companions and tune into the DIY show on Market.Live on Mondays at noon Eastern Standard Time, or you can catch the replay. Together, let's unleash our inner artist and embark on a journey filled with joy, inspiration, and endless possibilities. Get ready for a show like no other where creativity knows no bounds. See you there. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. This is a solo episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm Melissa, and of course, I'm your host. Um, Today, we're chatting about being heard. A lot of times, you can say something and people don't actually hear what you're saying. Because you can tell by the very next sentence that they ask you or they tell you something that you said you're not going to do and they turn around and tell you that, you know, they interpret it as, oh, yeah, well, here's what you're going to do. And you're like, well, I just told you I wasn't going to do it. And that's one of the reasons why I started Chats in the Blog Cabin, because too many times in my life, I have not been heard. My voice has been silent and I want people to be able to come out and tell their stories. Honestly, guys, if you listen to any of the episodes that I have recorded, like we're at 358 episodes right now, you will notice that some of the episodes are very hard-hitting subjects. We talk about mental health, we talk about racism, we talk about 
um, suicide. We talk about child abuse. We talk about how we overcome our upbringing and everything. Because honestly, when I was growing up, I didn't have that support. I didn't have where my voice was heard. That I felt like regardless of whatever else was going on in the world, that no matter what happened, I was going to be loved unconditionally. And it's very hard when you're a child, especially when you're a child of, you have an amazing one parent who's just amazing to you and another parent who is, I won't say that, that bad of a parent because of the generational curses that happened to them when they were a child and they never seemed to be able to get over it. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a 100% great parent because I'm not. I honestly make mistakes as well as a parent. But I think the biggest thing that we have that we can do for our kids and for anybody else around us is say, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I have faults. But I'm not going to take stuff that your baggage and add it onto my baggage and carry around all this baggage. Too many times people want to scapegoat life. They don't want to see where they're at fault. They don't want to see where something that's happened is has anything to do with them. They want to make it seem like um, they're the perfect one and they want to play the role as victim and they want to put you as the villain. And honestly, in the past, I would have just said whatever and, and taken on and felt so bad about being the villain. But right now, I don't. I have a right to say whatever I want to say. I'm not going to be silenced and I'm not going to be... Um, told that my voice doesn't matter because everybody's voices matter the the smallest person out there um the person the homeless the unhomed person um the person who is dealing drugs the person who has been a victim of child abuse the person that you know has been incarcerated but is not out of prison and sharing their story all this stuff everything about it your voice is your story is valuable there is something that someone can glean from your story and when I started Chats in the Blog Cabin, I wasn't really sure exactly how this was going to go. I knew I wanted to share hard-hitting news stories, but I didn't know what kind of stories I wanted to share. And it just kind of fell on me. And this week, you know, when Spotify sends out their little, like, snippets of, like, oh, this is the top, the top, um, when you do podcasts or even if you listen to music, they tell you your top lit songs you listen to, the top listened episode. And I sat there for a minute and I got, almost got caught up in the numbers. And I thought, no, it's not about the numbers. It's never been about the numbers for me. Sure, it would be nice to have some extra income. But to me, it's something that I feel like God has driven me to do this, to, to give voice to the voiceless, to let people know that it's okay if your life is screwed up. It's okay if, if you don't know which way is up. It's okay if you have a complicated relationship with a sibling or a complicated relationship with someone in your family, it's okay. You don't have to be the person who bends every time. You don't have to be the person that, regardless of what everybody else says, you feel like you have to please everybody. And it's very hard. It's very hard not to be that person because I struggle with that immensely. I struggle with it. Um, I started doing this mindset coaching. I know I've done it before with Cami, but I'm starting to do it with Katie because, you know, there's a period in life when you're like, okay, I need a different, a different perspective on things. And this one actually is, is twice a month and I do it 
through All In by Teddy Mellencamp. You know I'm a huge Teddy, uh, huge Housewives fan. I've had several on the show. Um, and I'm looking and I'm, I'm gleaning from what Katie is saying. And Katie was telling us last a couple weeks ago, and this was like almost like I needed it the day before something happened. It, it was given to me. And what she told us is, I'm trying to pull it up right now to show you, to tell you guys, because I wrote it down, that we live in our own toxicity, that we create the toxic environment we live in. It might have happened to us as a child, but it's up to us to get off the hamster wheel and create a self-love dialogue. And I thought, wow, that, that just is like explosive to me. Because yes, I could continue, I could have continued on with the way my mom treated me and continued and, and treated my girls the same way. But I knew that that relationship was not what the one kind of relationship I wanted with my daughters. Did I, as a parent, make mistakes and screw up? 100%. I totally will tell you I screwed up. But you know what? I think it's better that I'm admitting fault with it. Um, right before my mom passed away, uh, my mom passed away in August, I had a conversation with her. It was back in February. She had called me and needed to go to the doctor. And at that point, I physically could not take her to the doctor. I physically was on a lot of medications. I wasn't supposed to be driving. I had a major migraine, all this medication. Um, and I wasn't supposed to be driving or doing anything. I literally, I this is, this is also during the period of time where Chats in the Block Cabin was on a little bit of hiatus because I didn't do a lot of episodes because I physically could not get up. I honestly say I was maybe battling a little bit with depression as well. And she got mad at me and she hung up the phone. And that was the cycle that has always been like that with my mom is when I couldn't do something for her, regardless of whatever I told her the reason why she would get mad at me and she would hang up the phone and just throw a little fit. And I can look back now and see in the beginning, early stages of my girl's childhood, um, up until like their teen years, I almost, I was like that 100%. I was like that. I've worked really hard on myself the last couple of years to try and break that generational curse so that the girls know that regardless of if they can't do something for me, I, I'm okay with it. I may not like it, but I'm going to love them regardless. I'm not going to hang up the phone in anger and just act like a child because things aren't handed to me. Now, a lot of things I think it's part my dad's fault because my dad kind of took care of my mom. So, and I see that as, you know, I love my dad to death. I love my dad. My dad had faults. He was a very impatient person. He had a temper, but he never once took it out on us. I mean, he would yell at us, but he would never, like, take it out on us. But with my dad, I knew 100% that regardless of how oh, what happened, he loved me unconditionally. Like, he would make points to come by and see us if he hadn't seen us in a while. With my mom, it was a one-way street. It's you call me or I don't hear from you. And if I and if and if she never called me, then it was my fault. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. I have to keep you at arm's length to protect my own peace of mind, to protect 
the growth that I've done and to not get in that toxic little hamster wheel over and over and over again. And so anyways, going back to that conversation. So I called her that Saturday, that Sunday was her birthday. So I called her on her birthday and I wished her happy birthday. And she just like went off on me. And I was like, wow, you know, you know, understand you're upset. Yes, I get it. But why are you going off on me? Why is all this happening when I physically told you I could not physically go and pick you up because it would have been taking your life and my life in my hands. Who knows? You live 10 minutes away, but who knows at that time from my house to her house, what could have happened? Because I literally, if I take any type of medication, I'm loopy and I don't drive. Well, she got mad at me. Once again, I hung up the phone and I was like, wow. Well, the next day, which was like, I thought was a breakthrough, huge breakthrough with her. She called me and apologized. And as I was talking to her and I was telling her how I felt, she got that snap, which was what I used to do. The little snap saying, well, it's all my fault, which is what I 100% used to do. I'm not going to, because I know that's what was given to her when she was younger. And I calmly said to her, mom, listen to what I'm saying and listen to what I'm saying. Let me speak. And then you can speak. I said, I am not saying that your feelings of being hurt by me are not valid, but you need to realize that what I am feeling is valid as well. I said, but she never would validate the feelings. She would always tell me, oh, those thoughts are in your head. Why would you feel like that? Oh, you're crazy. All this other stuff. Never saying to me that my thoughts and my feelings were valid, regardless of how she saw the situation. When she fell and broke her hip in August, um, I had a conversation with one of my daughters and she was talking about something that happened to her when she was younger. And I honestly could not recall it happening. And I kept looking at her and I'm going, I don't remember it happening, but okay. So I would text her, I texted the other sister and I was one of the other girls and I said, okay, did this happen? And she's like, yeah, but I was a bad kid. It was okay, mom. And I'm like, well, I, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. You know, I texted back and I was like, you know, she's like, mama, we're fine. She says, if we had had, if I still was holding the grudge, we would not have the relationship that we have right now. And I looked at my other daughter and I looked right at her and I said, if I don't recall that happening to you, but you remember it happening. So I sincerely apologize for it happening. I don't recall it, but it made such an impact that you can remember it that I apologize to you for it. And because I'm not going to be the villain in people's story and I'm not going to be the victim either. I'm going to be the person that's going to say, okay, I'll take my part of the blame, but I'm not taking all the blame. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you know, a couple of weeks ago was Thanksgiving, but a couple of weeks ago, um, after my mom died, we had had a, we sat down and we had a conversation about Thanksgiving, my sister and I did. And I said, well, she asked about it. I said, we could have it at our house. Never once said anything else about it. Um, and she texted me the Saturday before. Now, what my sister does not know was the fact that one of my daughters was not even going to be in town at all for Thanksgiving. They don't, 
she didn't want to be in a holiday mood. She didn't want the traditional holidays. She didn't want to do any of this. And she still doesn't want to do for Christmas. And so what she doesn't know is that me choosing my daughter over doing a fancy dinner, number one, not only relieved stress off of me because I'm under orders to, to um, relieve stress as much as possible. That's why there's certain times, that's why I'm on certain medications to sleep now. I'm on other medications people don't know about. Um, so, you know, it was like, okay. Well, she texted me that Saturday and I texted the daughter and I was like, okay, what are you going to say? What are we going to say? Because I knew that she did not want her business being out there. So I took it. I took it for her. I took the blame. Um, I just said, we're going to Michaela's. Well, she was like, so mad talking about common courtesy and that got me thinking i'm like no nope, i'm not doing it i'm not doing it and it was like that tuesday before it was when i was in that mindset and i wasn't feeling the greatest had a major migraine really felt like i was gonna puke my guts out knew that there was no way in hell even if excuse my french it, even if i could i was not going to be doing thanksgiving even if i had planned on it it would have been canceled because i was not going to put myself through it and she comes back with some snotty messages to me, like common courtesy. And I'm like, well, common courtesy would be to ask and follow up instead of the Saturday before Thanksgiving, wanting to know about Thanksgiving. And I texted her back and I said, it's, it's a fault on both of our parts. Neither one of us followed through. I didn't hear from you. I didn't order. You didn't hear from me, but you assumed I was going to do it. And then she started bringing other people in and other, like throwing everything, everything in the kitchen sink at me, trying to get me to it. And I'm like, whatever. I love you. I want to help, but I'm not available this week. And in my mind, and I told her, I said, you know, there's stuff going on that you don't know about. Um, I'm supposed to avoid stress. But after I told her this little conversation, you know what she did? Started keeping on crap on me. And I'm like, I just told you I'm supposed to avoid stress. And you're going to still get nasty with me. So number one, that told me she didn't care anything that I had to say or whatever was going on. She did not care. All she cared about was the inconvenience that it did for her. I was not going to allow my child to sit at home in her house on Thanksgiving Day by herself. I am sorry. I am not doing that. And I'm not going to make her come down here. She's an adult. But if I can go up. And be there for her for Thanksgiving. I was going to be there. I wasn't going to choose one child over the other. And I wasn't going to choose my sister over my child. No way is that ever going to happen. Just like I'm never going to choose my mom over my child. My child comes first. Even though they're adults. <clears throat> so I told her I loved her. I would help her. But there was other things going on. Well, she had already made plans for us to clean out my mom's house over Thanksgiving weekend, but didn't tell me. And that was one of the biggest problems I had with my mom. My mom would make plans for us to do something, but never tell us the plans and then get upset because we already had other plans. Just for instance, when my dad, my dad was really big in the Lions Club. And when he was installed as a district governor, which is like a, a governor over like a whole bunch of counties in the state of North Carolina. I don't know where the other lines are like this, but when he was... Um, installed as governor his the installation happened on my 40th the day I was turning 40 
we had already planned a big party with some friends coming over and everything. Well, they didn't tell us till two weeks. We had already planned out like a month ahead for the party. And they didn't tell us till two weeks before the, the event. Or like the week or, or you're going to be there. And I'm like, we, I have a party. It's my birthday. No, you're just going to have to cancel your plans. You have to be here with us. And I was like, wow. Celebrating my birth is not important. 40 is a big thing. My husband was doing it. My husband was going to cook. We had all these people coming over. I had to cancel it. And I was like, you know, it'd be nice if you checked with me first. Checked and see if we had plans. And so my mom is really bad, was really bad about doing it. My sister's really bad about doing it. Like she would talk, the thing that got me is when she talked about common courtesy. And I look back at the text message, the days of like the Saturdays, we're here 1130 and expect this to drop everything and come over. Not letting me know like the week before or that Monday or Tuesday, hey, can you be there? In the beginning when mom first died, she would text me, hey, are you available? And I'm like, absolutely. But when she texts me about being available that week, I said, I'm not available. And she got mad. Talking about, I'm tired of asking for your help. And I feel, and I really want to text her back and say, you know why I'm not available? Because my husband barely has days off. And the fact that he had two days off in a row and the fact that she forgot it was his birthday. I would want to spend time with my husband. I don't know what you have going on in your personal life and I don't even want to know, you know, which, whoever you're with or whatever you're with or anything. What I know is that if my husband's off, I want to be with him. And there are plenty of times on Saturdays when we first went over and started cleaning mom's house out that I took his only day off really basically to go help her. And so I was like, wow, throw the kitchen sink after me, at me, because you're never going to see fault. And I even, I even said, I'll take my blame in this, but it's partly your fault as well. I'm not taking the whole blame, but it's partly our, your fault as well. And I have the text messages to prove that I was never nasty or ugly or, or anything to her. But it just bothered me. And then it bothered me that there were other things that she did that just was like, over the line and it's always been over the line and i just look and i'm like why is it okay for one parent to treat another ch a child differently than they treat yeah my mom there was four of us karen unfortunately left us very early she's been gone 28 28 years and i think she was the saint in the family because she left so early um, but Karen and I would have conversations of how we felt like we were treated differently. Um, and that the one sister that's still alive was like put on a pedestal and that she could do no wrong. And I just look back and I go, you know what? I don't need that validation. I don't need. And I know part of it is she's hurt and she's grieving for mom and she's taking it out on me because I don't seem to be grieving enough. And I, I've had guilt over that. But the thing with that guilt that I've had is that, yeah, I may not be grieving enough. But I've had conversations about it. I've had conversations where um, I was like, 
you know, I just, I just don't know if, if, you know, my, I don't know, like, I felt, I was like, is it wrong that I don't feel as upset about my mom as I did my dad? And I even had this conversation with my girls. I'm like, you know, I don't, you have a right to grieve however you want to grieve. Everybody's relationship with people are different. My relationship with my mom was sucky. It sucked. And I hated it. And I did everything I could. I think I could have done a little bit more, though. Um, and I admit my fault in that. But I was never good enough for her. And I always felt like I was never wanted by her. And for a child to come out and say that you were never, you never felt wanted by your mom it's hard. It's, it's like it defined who I was all through elementary school, middle school, high school, up until the point I had kids of my own up until a couple of years ago, it still defined me that and other words that were said to me as a child. And I'm like, I've got to, I've got to stop it. I've got to get myself off this toxic hamster wheel and get into a better groove. Now, where does I go? Where do I go from there? I don't know. I don't know if I can even the relationship with my sister is even going to be anything that's willing to we're going to do anything at all. I just don't know. But I do know that I am not going to sit there and let someone tell me how I'm supposed to feel, bully me into doing something I don't want to do. And make me look like a villain anymore because I'm not the villain in the story. I, I have my faults 100%, but everybody else does too. And with that said, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this, enjoyed this episode and know that your voice is valuable. Know that your voice, you, you need to be heard because it's important that people hear you because I've not been heard my whole life. And now finally people are starting to recognize and hear me. So with that said, be blessed and keep chatting. Chats from the Blog Cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. 